Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is the Art Beauty Podcast, where we tell the real truth about the fake shit. My name is Amber, and today my fabulous co-host is Ashley Dozier. She is the founder of Anakit Luxury Apothecary. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you. So how is, like, 2021 is off to a... I don't know. How is it off for you? <laughs> um, at least it's a warm start for me because I'm down in Florida. So nice. at least we've had nice weather. Um, sorry to, I know the, the northerners up there in New York and stuff, you guys are experiencing a, quite a bit of cold. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I have to say it's been my, I mean, listen, it's cold because um, I was just in Florida and there's nothing like being there in January when you're used to, you know, there's snow on the ground here and you're yeah. like in a t-shirt and shorts. Every time I go there yeah. in the winter, I'm like, why do I not live here? Um, yeah. but it's been, it's been okay. It's been a mild winter. And to be honest, I feel like, you know, last year, right off the top at 2020, I was like, this is going to be the year, like <laughs> screw you 2019. And this year I'm just trying to be like, all right, so far, so good. And thank yeah. you, God, for that. Yeah. Let's move on. Also, like, you know, it's past the 21-day return period, so we can't give <laughs> 2021 back anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think this year we're all just going to, like, ease into it, you know? Unlike last year, we're like you said, we were like, this is our year. This year we're, like, taking it cautiously. And we're like, we'll, t- we'll go step by step this year and see how we can get how we can do. Totally. I'm so excited to have you on today because I feel like Signature Sun is it's so big. And when I met my husband, well, when I met my now husband, mm-hmm. uh, many, many moons ago at the time, I used to wear Narciso Rodriguez mm-hmm. for her, um, which has like a very floral scent. And mm-hmm. anytime I would put it on in the following years, my husband was like, this just brings back so many memories yes. of you. Scent memory is super strong. It is, people don't realize that our scent is actually the sense that is tied the most to our memories. So it is awesome how a single scent can really pull you back quickly. Oh, I was walking down the street the other day and there was a woman who was definitely wearing um, the Body Shop White Musk, which Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, that was like... Mm -hmm all the girls wore it. It was like such a fun, you know, it was like our first foray into fragrance. Um, Uh you know, after like the, what is it? Jean Nate. I don't remember that one. I'm probably dating myself. (laughs) Well, you know, it's like you could find it at whatever drugstore was, but, um, I, I, I walked by and I, a woman was wearing it and I was like, I stopped her. I'm like, are you wearing this? And, uh, you know, we had a good giggle over it cause I hadn't smelled it in forever. Um, which it, I just yeah. love it. Yeah. I love that too. There are so many scents that I can smell that I immediately reminds me of somebody or some place or something. And that's the cool thing about scent that you can do that. So I guess you would say then like, you know, as a luxury perfumer, do you clearly must feel that, um, having a signature scent is important? 
It is because just like you said, it can, your husband smells that scent and he has that memory. And it's amazing how many people, you know, don't realize that the scent that you leave behind is kind of a gift. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's like a gift to other people. So finding something that you love and that the people around you love is a really cool thing to do for yourself and for the people around you. Oh, sure. I mean, when my husband goes on vacation, like I'll always say, just like leave one of your t-shirts yep. that like, hasn't been, you know, that you've slept in because it just, it smells like him. It, it's yep. comforting. Um, it now, is. I, have a, I have a question for you. So, so yep. like, so I used to wear this perfume and I was wearing it. I mean, I wore it for years, but then I, I kind of stopped wearing it. I don't know. It didn't feel as me. So is it possible mm-hmm to like change your signature scent? Is that normal? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We all kind of grow into, you know, what we appreciate more as our, our taste matures. Let's just say it that way. I think when we Fair. were all little kids, you know, <laughs> I think we all wore like, you know, bubble gum lip gloss and stuff like yes. that. And, you know, and, and all of our scents tend to be more sweet or, um, fruity and those kind of things. And we just kind of grow up. And so, yes, your, 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 even your scent taste can definitely change over time. Um, so it's totally normal to have, you know, maybe a signature scent when you were younger and then you maybe find something new. I have, you know, so many people that tell me that all the time that they're like, you know, I used to always wear this, but I found something new and this is it. And so that's cool. It's, it's, It's neat to be able to kind of transform yourself in that way. I mean, I, I don't really know a lot of people who, you know, I think when I was growing up in the movies, you would see all of these sort of boudoirs, um, you know, and people would have like so many different perfume bottles. Mm-hmm. But I think in reality, people don't really mix up their scents like they would, let's say, a lipstick shade. Yeah, I think that it's once people kind of know what they like, most people tend to stick with it. Some people might have two or three different things on the counter, and that's a good thing. You're on your bathroom mm-hmm. counter to have something that's a little bit sweeter for maybe the daytime, something that's a little bit, you know, a little bit deeper for like winter. Um, so you can definitely switch it up with the seasons or whether you're, you know, out for the day or out in the evening. Um, that's okay. But I think having one that is your continuous go-to that you kind of fall back to is, is always a good idea. Well, I have, I'm so glad to have you on today because I feel like prior just around like last February, around last Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, I'm like, oh, I need to find a new scent. You know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I was going through like a Chloe phase at that time. And I, I don't know, I, I really like it, but I don't know if that's what I was going to stay married to. And then sure. boom, COVID hits. And not only did COVID <laughs> hits, but I got it and I lost my sense of smell. Oh. So I have to be honest, for the past year, I haven't been wearing anything. Um, so when it comes to trying to find a signature scent, like if you don't have one, where do you even begin? Um, I think you begin with just things that you already know and are familiar with and mm. what you're what you gravitate towards. So most fragrances are going to fall into one of four categories. It's going to be woody, it's going to be floral, it's going to be fresh, or it's going to be oriental. And so okay. once you have an idea of what each of those are and what they smell like, it's a lot easier to then find a signature scent. That because you know, okay, I like something, for example, that's fresh. Those are your kind of citrusy, those things that smell kind of like fresh cut grass, the the clean water smell, those toward, those types of smells that once you know that that's what you like, when you are reading about perfumes and they say they have, you know, notes of, of 
citrus, then you know that that's something you can gravitate towards and give it a try that way. So there are ways to figure out your signature scent, even if you're like shopping online, like we're all doing right now, because we're, you know, we can't go out of the house much. And so we're, we're shopping online and I get it, but there are still ways if you read the descriptions of, of scents properly, study the, the notes that are there, you can definitely figure out, at least get close to something that you know will be, you know, more your style. I feel like we just went through, um, through, you said, um, like a bright citrusy, which was, um, Mm -hmm. what was the category for that? Look, I already forgot. Fresh. So can we go through the other categories, starting with Woody? Like give us some ideas of Woody. So Woody is going to be your more, um, kind of deep, like patchouli's. Okay. Uh, musks, those type of scents are going to be a little bit more, are you going to be in your woody category? Uh, floral is going to be your typical florals. You're going to have uh, any kind of rose, any kind of lavender, um, all of those that those kind of bright florals that, that you're used to um, that are very common in a lot of, of, of female you know, perfumes. And then oriental, we don't see it quite as much. It's a little bit warm and kind of spicier. Yeah. A lot of men's colognes tend to have, you know, base notes that are that oriental. Um, and women's, if they have those base notes, they usually top it with something a little bit floral to balance it. Okay. So a lot of times you can play with more than one of those categories, but that's why I always tell people figure out, you know, kind of read about those four categories, figure out things that fall into those categories that kind of spark your interest and look from there. I find too what I'm seeing a lot in in the marketplace or what I was seeing was that a lot of these um, scents that would be typically more masculine, women are now starting to wear, right? Like mm-hmm. I think of uh, Le Labo Santal, which to me, yes. it's, it seems to be almost a very masculine scent, yes. but I know a lot of women, women wear love it beautifully. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I am a big believer in we don't call our scents feminine or masculine. Um, I believe that, you know, anybody can wear any scent they would like, especially yeah. because scents change a little bit with your own body chemistry. So you can put it on and it's going to smell a little bit different on everybody. I've worn colognes, you know, quote unquote, what they've labeled as colognes for most of my life. I love a good unisex scent. And I really tried to educate people that unisex scents are a real thing. You know, do you like, remember, you, you do you remember CK one or are you too young? Mm-hmm. No, okay. I remember it. I mean, that, I, I actually just, as saying it right now, I can smell it. Mm-hmm. CK1 to me always, this is so weird, but when you first open a box of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, the, uh, the first initial smell, and it's not like a sugar smell, is CK1. I, yeah. I shit you not. I mean, that it always, is, yeah, <laughs> it's that like, <laughs> there's something in it that has that sort of CK1 yeah. uh, scent to but me. That's, but that's the thing that came out. Now, and a lot of people were like, well, it's for both guys and girls. So guys didn't want to wear it because they thought it was too girly and girls didn't want to wear it because they thought it was too masculine. And then people started to realize that, you know, not everybody, but most people are trying to, to attract the opposite sex. And so you yeah. want to be wearing something that both sexes would like anyway. So it's, it's become more popular, thankfully. And I agree that, you know, scent smells so different on different people. Um, you know, even uh, between the same, um, you know, me and my girlfriends can all wear, go out for night wearing Chloe and it's going to smell slightly different on every single one of us. Yep. Your pheromones, your body chemistry, 
the oils on your skin already, all of that's going to play into it, into what it actually smells like. You can put the same exact fragrance on somebody. It can smell very fresh and bright on one person and very sweet on another person. And that's just the way it happens with, with a lot of things. So you have to find, that's why we say your signature scent. You find one that works with you, that you like, but then it also works with your body chemistry. So once we know kind of like the category that we like, mm-hmm. do you have uh, other ways to help sort of narrow that down? Um, really, that that's such a personal preference. And I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people, you know, it's it's different than say people who have, you know, undertones in their skin. You know, when if you have a certain color undertone, your makeup, you need to match it. Right. And so th- that is something that you have to be more specific about. Fragrance is so personal. That's what's amazing about it is that it's so personal that if you like that category and it and you love the way it smells on you, you know, of course, barring, you know, don't go soak yourself in it so that people around you have to smell it, you know, like are overwhelmed yeah. by it. A little I don't want to know you're coming. I don't want to know you're coming like two minutes before you round the corner. That's not I cool with scent. I completely agree. But I think it's something that if if you love it, you know, and especially like if your partner loves it or the people that have to smell you often and, you know, the, the people around you, it's a personal choice. So right. you, there are no rules when it comes to saying, you know, you're, you have a winter undertones. And so you have to wear, you know, a, a musky scent. It's just not a thing. And that's what's beautiful about it. Okay. Now I love fragrance um, and you specialize in fragrance oils. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. And, you know, cause you, you got me thinking about, you know, somebody once told me if you spray the perfume in the air and then you walk through it, <laughs> that's the right amount. But when it comes to oils, how, how, is it a dab? Yep. They're not sprayable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. How do we, like, how do we know we're putting on the right amount? Yeah. So that's something that you honestly (laughs) have to ask somebody else. Um, whenever you put it on, you you do because you become nose blind to what you're wearing. And so it it is true. A lot of people will say, you know, I couldn't smell my fragrance within a couple hours. And it's like other people probably still can. Um, especially if you're wearing a good one, that's like oils that are going to last longer on the skin. So, and that's the biggest thing with fragrance oils. You know, you can put a dab on the skin, put it on your pulse points. We always say, of course, you know, inside wrists, inside the elbows, on the neck, um, but a little bit on those pulse points and the heat from your body will continue to help it emit all day long. So a little goes a long way. And that's a nice thing is that you can have little concentrated bottles instead of giant bottles that also have a lot of alcohol in them, which is just what makes them sprayable. And so that's why you have to spray them and walk through. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about your oil specifically, because I hear that you, um, papyrus oil, I'd never heard of Mm. it before. Can you kind of sort of describe what that's like? Yeah, it's, it's funny because it's hard to describe, but then at the same time, everybody who smells it says it smells so familiar for some reason. So papyrus oil, I import it from Egypt. I'm one of the only sources of it in the U.S., which means that most people in the U.S. have never specifically smelled just papyrus oil. It is used very rarely in some fragrances as, you know, base notes and some fragrances. Um, so that's why it may have a bit, little bit of a familiar smell, but it's really beautiful on its own. It's very crisp, very clean. It has that kind of fresh scent to it. So most people like that, whereas musky scents and oriental scents and floral scents, those can be very polarizing. Right. Um, but fresh scents, most people love the smell of 
citrus or like that clean waters smell, you know, fresh cut grass, like I was saying, those type of fresh smells, most people love those smells. So it's a very universally appealing scent for that reason that it smells familiar, but you've also never smelled it alone before. So it's unique. So now we touched on, you know, trying to buy um, scent online and clearly trying to know just the general category, the notes that you like. Um, how have you found that people are are sort of navigating? Because you're dealing, like you said, with single ingredient oils. You're not doing a lot mm-hmm. of blends, correct? Right. We don't. We actually specialize in single ingredient, rare oils. Like I said, you know, all imported from Egypt. So they're just not things that the U.S. has seen. Right. Um, so yeah, they're just simple so ingredients. In a time, you know, you're you're just an online boutique, correct? We are. We we are e-commerce company. So we sell completely online. Um, we are starting to get now into stores because it is nice for people to be able to smell the product before they, they buy, of course. Well, can you tell me like how you're starting this or you've started this e-commerce company? Um, and now we're in a time when really you can't go into a store and smell, Mm -hmm. even if you wanted to, how have you been able to sort of get the word out and, and how has that been for people to shop and buy your fragrances online? So the cool thing that that I figured out very quickly was that uh, once COVID hit and we couldn't continue to get into stores and people weren't shopping in stores online, they had to sample it. So we created a sampler pack. And the nice thing about our sampler pack is that we do kind of touch on all of those fragrances, mm-hmm. those fragrance categories like we talked about. So our you know papyrus has that very fresh scent. Our Egyptian rose has that very floral scent. Our uh, Egyptian musk has that musky woody scent. So we give you all of those categories so that you can try all six of our scents in one little tiny pack, pick which one you like, and then actually invest in a fragrance for yourself. Yeah. Because some of, I mean, the fragrances really can be an investment. They can be. And especially if you want to purchase something, uh, that's a bigger bottle of something, ours are small bottles because they're concentrated. So, but I tell people a little bottle goes a long way. A long way. So yeah. So it's it's good to invest though in a high quality uh, fragrance. I tell this to people all the time because that, you know, $5 bottle of like Eau de Toilette, or like, you know, spray body mist, it lasts on the skin for like an hour and then yeah. it's gone. You know, per, it, it perfume, you really kind of sometimes do get what you pay for. You um, do. So with your oils, do people blend mm-hmm. them? Absolutely. You can. Okay. Um, and, like I said, some people like having that musky scent, but putting something a little bit fresh and lighter on top of it. Um, I personally, my two favorites, of course, are the papyrus oil and our blue lotus oil. Okay. And I, our lotus oil is to die for. And so I love adding, it has that very clean water scent. I love adding a drop of that to other oils because it helps to brighten everything else up. So yeah, you can definitely blend the oils on your own. I have customers that love to play mix and match with our oils and kind of create their own signature scent that way too. And are they safe to like add into an unscented lotion if we want to sort of create like a body lotion out of it? Absolutely. You can do a lot of different things with our oils, which is what's fun. Um, and we've started to create that as well, like a hair fragrance. We infuse the papyrus oil oh, into yeah, hair. a hair oil. Yeah. So yes, that's the best part about using just these pure fragrance oils is that you can put them in other things and they don't have that alcohol, which dries it out. So drop a few drops in your lotion and it's still hydrating. That is a wonderful tip. And you know, right now, I love that you have the sampler pack because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Um, And I find that fragrance is like such a beautiful thing 
to gift, um, whether it's your lover, partner, or your girlfriends, um, you know, Absolutely. or your mother or your brother. It's so nice to be able to pass on this, this beauty, this beautiful gift of scent to people. And it's a fun thing because it's something that people don't often buy for themselves. You know, like it's, it's great. Yeah. It's one of those things that you can give, um, and you can make it unique, even for the people who have everything, there's always a fragrance out there that they don't have, or they haven't tried. Um, so it's kind of a cool, you know, it's an interesting gift and especially like a sampler pack, give them that and let them pick which one they, they love. And with some of our oils, they've been used in Egypt for thousands of years as aphrodisiacs. So Valentine's day is perfect time to pull those out. Wonderful. We just did a podcast um, with uh, Camel Latte on camel milk. Another thing that, you know, was Cleopatra was rumored yep. to bathe in. And I yep. said, if it's good enough for Cleopatra, it's good enough for me. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And I, when I found out that Cleopatra used papyrus oil, girl, I stocked up on it. <laughs> I have to absolutely like smell this. I'm dying to smell this. Yes. She really made it sound so appealing. You know, Ashley, if people want to know more about Aniket, where can they find you? Sure. So we are online as AniketLuxury.com and Aniket is spelled A-N-U-K-E-T because I know it's a unique word. Aniket was actually the goddess of the Nile River. And since our products are coming from Egypt, we wanted to honor them in that way. So Aniket Luxury on Instagram, on Facebook, on Pinterest. Um, you can always reach out to me at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E at AniketLuxury.com. Wonderful. And you have to check out her blog because you've got wonderful information there on things like turning fragrance into hair oil, um, things like clean fragrance and clean beauty, which, you know, we didn't get to touch on today, but you've no. got great, great, great information on there. Thank you so much for doing this with me today. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Great to be here. And of course, if you guys have questions you want us to pass along, if you've got things that you want to know about fragrance, you can always reach out to me at hello at RPD Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, YouTube at RPD Podcast. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.